Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai here, back after a very long vacation. Uh, it's been a while. I've actually been raring to go again. Uh, I have with me again, uh, as usual, Uday Bhatia, a film critic for Mint. Um, and we are on a special episode today. We are not going to be discussing any of the recent releases, though there are quite a few. We will get back to our usual weekly programming soon enough. But it is film festival season and it is also Martin Scorsese week. But we haven't watched the film yet, uh, his new uh, um, Killers of the Flower Moon. We hope to watch it later this week. But uh, we are going to be talking about uh, uh, the Geo Mami Mumbai Film Festival, uh, which is better known as Mami, uh, which is a film festival in Mumbai that we've been attending for years on end, except the few years during the pandemic when it wasn't happening. And it's back. Uh, finally, after four long years in person, I think there were uh, very few brief digital attempts at it uh, back in during the pandemic. But uh, we are uh, not even low-key excited. We are actually quite high-key excited. <laughs> this is actually the film festival. Uh, th- this was the vacuum that drove us uh, to Kerala last year in December uh, uh, to watch the and with, which was a great experience on its own. We watched, we caught up a, on a lot of world cinema there. Um, in Trivendram and um, we are now uh, on the brink of uh, <coughs> the new and revamped Mami Film Festival. Uh, the center is in BKC this time at uh, the at the Enmark. Everything is obviously geo themed. Uh, it's it's uh, the schedule just came out a couple of days ago. I've been traveling, so I haven't really had a chance to catch up on it. We are going to be talking a little about that, but mostly this is going to be an overview of our experience of Mami over the years, why we've come to love the festival so much and how it sort of shaped our, <coughs> not only our careers, but also our uh, sort of uh, our, our relationship with cinema uh, uh, over the years. Because I think both Uday and me have spent most of our professional years in Bombay and Uday is now in Delhi, but uh, I, I'm still here and this film festival was the one-week pilgrimage that a lot of uh, cinephiles and film enthusiasts and critics and uh, people from all over the country look forward uh, to it. And it's also one of the first film festivals I ever attended back in college. Uh, I only realized later that they had taken us as part of our course back then in 2007 or 8. But uh, yeah, we'll come to that soon. Uh, Uday, uh, you're planning to fly down very soon. Uh, we're, We're going to obviously... Uh, be watching a lot of different films together. Hope uh, my my theory is that whatever they chooses, I'll uh, do the exact opposite. Uh, it's it's so, worked out well for both of us that that approach. It uh, has. <laughs> except that sometimes you know the night before we start comparing notes and then uh, you know one of us caves and 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 then the next day is cursing the other person <laughs> saying I could have watched this instead. So it's uh, it's it's very interesting. A lot of uh, reverse psychology, uh, absolutely uh, useless reverse psychology happening uh, during the thing. Um, <laughs> just one of the things that makes Mami such a fun week. And I mean, it's it's obviously uh, because there are no repertories out here, because there's such a paucity of film festivals, is really you have to cram like one year's worth of art house films into one week if you want to see them on the big screen. Otherwise, you've got to get very lucky seeing them somewhere else. And uh, so, I mean, Mami is very important for that reason. But it's also just nice, you know, because I get to meet all my friends. 
people who uh, were in Bombay when I was there, who aren't even in Bombay, but who fly in and, uh, you know, people from various times in my career mm-hmm. writing about film and they all kind of turn up in one place and you don't even meet a lot of them properly. You just sort of yell at them as <laughs> they're going into a theater uh, or you're emerging from one. Uh, but it's great. Yeah, I think one of my favorite experiences about like Mami over the years has been just standing in lines and managing to meet everyone you've not met for a couple of years. And exactly in the way you have, like out of nowhere, they'll basically, uh, you meet someone from, you know, your writing time or your, or, or if you're covering the festival, you meet a different set of people. And it's always lovely because it's a community experience in a very true sense, especially for people like us who spend so much time writing about films. And that too separately uh, yeah. and very isolated because we review films. So we spend a lot of time on our own. So this feels like a festival in the truest sense. And it's I think it's such a crucial part of a festival. I've attended a few festivals uh, all over, but I've only felt at home, you know, obviously at Mami because uh, because it's only it's I really like Kerala last year also. And it yeah. was really nice to sense the excitement, to sense that energy that you can only share with, you know, the likes of yourself uh, for the for that one week and eight days. And we go blurry eye to screenings, uh, mornings, <laughs> we go late night screenings. I think one of our first experiences was also that in 2015. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that. But uh, yeah, before we go on, what was, do you remember your sort of first um, sort of confrontation with Mami, so to say? I think I came in 13 uh, for the first time uh, and I didn't do the full mommy then. I had no idea how it worked. So I was just like, I I literally came to Bombay and then I was like, okay, now I got to register. I've got to do like all kinds of stuff. It was very complicated uh, and I didn't know anybody could really explain it to me. But uh, I think I did four. That was, I think... um, the great beauty, uh, blue is the right. color, uh, that uh, selfish giant, that that year. Yeah. Uh, four days, I think I did it. Fantastic films. I think I got lucky because I just saw a whole bunch of great films. Yeah. And uh, that was without planning. And then, of course, I moved to Bombay in 15. And that was my first planned mommy. So that that and, and that, of course, we we did a lot of. But I think that mommy, we weren't seeing much together because I was staying in uh, I, I, I was staying in Worldly. And so I ill-advisedly did a lot of my mommy. Uh, in in Phoenix because you know yeah. at that time Phoenix uh, had like a lot of stuff so I did Phoenix and Regal and things so we didn't really clash much with our screenings and then the next year I I, I decided to start making the trek to Andheri which is absolutely the way to do it uh, or was the way to do it when uh, there were two Andheri venues now there's mm. only one so it looks like BKC is going to be the center of a lot of the viewing this time yeah it's strange i can't afford rent in bandra so it's a lot of trekking this time uh, it's going to be i think it's uh, exactly what you did in 2015 also and uh, ever since like for those who's listening who who are listening uh, ever since 2015 after they watch films in a, a few isolated halls for the first year uh, I think he's been he's been we've been sort of uh, staying together during Mami at least the week of Mami in Andheri because the center has always been around so it's always been nice to 
at least come back and share notes and get FOMO as they said and play mind games with each other about how good our day was when it really <laughs> wasn't some most of the time but uh, it's yeah it's it's been i mean it won't be as uh, sort of convenient this time because obviously it's in bkc so it's going to i think a lot of us are going to be figuring out how to go about it how to manage to watch like maybe three or four or five films if you're really ambitious on a day because we used to watch five like at least thrice in that week and um, i i don't think i have it in me anymore also you know like disclaimer other than me i little little involved with mami this year so i don't know how much we'll be able to watch as viewers per se and uh, but we've come a long way from covering it and having to review the opening film that was by nightmare it's always oh, a so awesome. that, this is another film. thing actually for us like just uh, what makes this week unique also is that i think this is like the one week in the in the year where we are just taking in film and yeah. we are not writing about it we are not having to worry about reviewing it taking notes thinking about it nothing you just taken the film and then you taken another and another and another and it's it's just it's it's so freeing <laughs> frankly yeah. when you're off duty but watching films um so yeah, yeah that's, it, that that's something that's i mean it's it's quite a relief uh, and um Yeah so uh do you, what was your first uh, mummy Yeah so as i mentioned earlier i think like when i was in xic back in 20, 2008 uh, i think they had taken us uh, to uh, i think some of the screenings were happening happening in imax wadala they had just taken us as part of one day course uh, right. like uh, as part of the course just to get an experience of how to watch uh, films at a festival uh, i don't remember much of that uh, but i have to say that mummy is the reason i got into film in whatever capacity i did because back in 2007 when i was uh, sort of lingering between you know like not wanting to do a corporate sort of job and of course like you hadn't done an mba or anything yet and i was i didn't want to do a masters and i was, I was stuck with a market research job for a couple of weeks and uh, as soon as i quit i very randomly at fund republic here that's in andheri itself a multiplex uh very i i didn't know the name of the festival but it wasn't mami yet then i don't know if it was but uh, i i just randomly because i had a week free i went with a friend to watch films and it was i think 50 rupees a screening so that was very attractive and it mm. wasn't there wasn't a pass system as such or maybe there was but i just went for individual screenings i watched a couple of french films uh that really i don't know what happened to me then that i was like okay i think i can get into films and till then i hadn't thought about film as a career whether writing or whether filmmaking or whatever it is and never thought about it as a serious career and those two or three days of watching mami uh, in 2007 i think i watched this belgian film called cages mm. uh, i i went on to download it later it's still one of my favorite sort of experiences at the festival a uh, beautiful film uh, i i think after i watched that film i decided that you know this is something i think i can really do for a living maybe i didn't know in what capacity i had no idea i would go on to like become a film critic at some point of time but i just know i just knew then that i wanted to be involved with film in some way so mm. that mommy was life changing for me you know as cliched as it sounds and uh, i mean i'd like to say i've never looked back since then and so then the serious mommy watching only started in 2011 i think uh, old twitter was very big on mommy 
um, I think a lot of these Varsova and Andheri folks that have now gone into the film line, become directors, producers, working with production houses. A lot of us were old Twitter back then. And we used to make plans to sort of carpool to town. One of the years it was in NCPA, <laughs> I think 2011 or 2012. Uh, the main center was NCPA and INOX. So I think we used to carpool to town and, and basically just a bunch of us getting together and watching films. And back then, obviously, booking was a lot easier. Uh, it wasn't like as, say, professional or as global as Mami is right now. Uh, so so it was, uh, I've always had very good experience. The 2013 one, I remember very well, Blue is the Warmest Colour. I missed the original screenings in Andheri uh, and in town. So they held an extra screening because the crowd wanted it uh, at 12.30 in the night in Andheri. And it's a three-hour film. So we okay. came out of the theatre at 3.45 in the morning and we were absolutely blown. Uh, like, I mean, uh, we saw a lot of, uh, we saw a lot of older people leave during the screening because of the very graphic sex scenes in the film. <coughs> and we found it very amusing and uh, we had a good laugh about it after the screening. Uh, especially because they chose to stay back to watch it at 12.30. But uh, okay. I, I think that was very memorable. Had for they me. not read anything about it? Like I don't know what they were expecting. Was just yelling about that at that time. I, mean, I think the most cursory of the research could have revealed that they'd have a tough anyways yeah. uh, what uh, 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 now that you mentioned walkouts what yeah. are the what are the films that you've seen the the maximum number of walkouts for, for me it is this one film called the forbidden room which is by guy madden and another experimental filmmaker which is just some Two, three, two and a half, three hours of just the weirdest stuff ever. <laughs> and it was, as always, uh, one of the few people left at the end was uh, Rashid Irani. Uh, yes, <laughs> and of I also made it through to the end, but I didn't have any clashing screenings at that time. So that might have been a, uh, an impetus, though I do like to kind of, I, I don't walk out of uh, the screenings unless... Uh, I, I really, really, really want to. So that was the one. I think it lost 80% of its audience, which wasn't even too much to begin with. So yeah, yeah just like well, three I, left at the end. Yeah, I don't uh, like, I mean, I remember a bunch of walkouts during Blue is the Worms Color, but for different reasons and the theater was packed anyway. So that, it didn't feel like a lot of people were walking out or the mm. theater getting emptier. But I think we saw a lot of walkout during Slack Bay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we were watching it I think a lot of people didn't know what to do once uh, the film started unfurling and it was one of the weirdest experiences and weirdly memorable because I remember a lot yeah, of I, I, I have to uh, I, I, I'm issuing a very late apology as if anyone <laughs> cares for my very dismissive react, early reactions to Slack Bay which <laughs> has somehow stuck in my mind especially it Julia really has Bush doing yeah. like the uh, most amazing vaudeville performance uh, in that film and uh, yeah i think it is much better than us giving it credit for at that yeah. time uh, yeah that yeah, that, that film did have walkouts that right. had quite a few walkouts but i i don't know if i've entered like if i've entered like a film that has almost emptied out uh, till maybe maybe a bunch of films that in between the big films people just watch to kill time 
and yeah. i myself i don't think i walked out a lot myself not certainly not out of disgust or boredom uh, hmm. those times i've had to walk out is to catch the next screening on time or to stand in the line yeah. on time pretty uh, much i think we gave up on, uh, we gave up on a bengali film if i remember um it had to be a bengali <laughs> i don't remember the name uh, uh but yeah um yeah uh, uh, memorable screenings like yeah. stuff that you just felt like you were levitating which what what comes to mind like just okay random. i i have like i was waiting for this one because it's really mommy for me is defined by these memorable screenings like this is all i think of when i think of the weekend mommy and because you're short of sleep you're short of like so many uh, you're you're like li- literally on adrenaline after day 3 or day 2 in fact uh, yeah. so i think yeah for me i'd say memorable screening blues the warmest color was definitely memorable for the circumstances mm. uh, um, i think uh, for me the most immersive and enjoyable screening was mommy in 2014 I watched it in Chandan, uh, and uh, sad to have missed that one. I would have enjoyed that it one. It was really my hair stands. I've, I've now, had more people tell me about watching that screening than I think yeah. most other screenings. That uh, oh man, when the aspect ratio happens, I have never experienced such a, a collective communal gasp in such a big theater, and that yeah. too like everyone in awe, nobody in surprise. I said just. your or uh, for me 20 the mommy was definitely one of my best experiences uh, a few other loki experiences i really loved watching victoria with you guys in regal at the end of 2015's edition uh, i think uh, maybe because we were like it was the end of mommy we were also pretty tired we went from phoenix to uh, uh, to regal it was a long week and that all sort of added up to really make me uh, get really immersed in that film and it always helps to watch it in a big big theater like a regal or a chandan or this time hopefully nmac which is supposed to be a, like a 4000 or 2000 seat or whatever uh, but uh, victoria was definitely for me a memorable one uh, i'd like to say threshold was very memorable thanks to your uh, thanks thanks to your sort of uh, recommendation just before that because i remember that wasn't my first choice for the next morning early morning and it was probably the only indian film i really was affected by i was like i was a mess by the end of that screening i think that was 2015 or 16 also yeah, um, yeah I, i think uh, and and of course the i think one of the better ones recently at least 2018 2019 uh, i think was one cut of the dead uh i i uh, i'd uh, i left the festival but then i had to oh yeah you were to delhi but uh, i when i saw the film later i was like oh man how this would so have been <laughs> this would have been amazing i i i think for this also they didn't have uh oh, the second yeah. screening or, or whatever the third screening and then i think public demand just like yeah got- yeah i i went to the public demand one and i will never forget like so many people uh laughing at a and that at a film festival basically you're not used to it uh, generally it's really pensive otherwise uh so many people having a blast and like enjoying the ingenuity of of what we were watching not just like some empty comedy and i remember my most vivid uh, sort of vision of that uh, screening was imtiaz ali sitting in the row in front of me and not being able to breathe because of how much he was laughing throughout the film so it was really nice to see even you know 
like big directors uh, commercial directors like uh, one of our favorites was watching sri ram raghavan in a line every time in 2019 uh yes. standing in a line waiting for screening it because shriram uh, view sort of uh, it it became a sort of theme throughout that festival so yeah i mean so many memories such such great screenings what about uh, your uh, top screenings um so uh, so uh, uh, victoria of course was great that was that was just so much fun i thought uh, uh, tangerine was another good screening uh is like really yeah. great energy and i think people didn't really know what to expect they just heard it was iphone shot and didn't know too much more about it so i think when it i think the it like they really got into it by the end mm-hmm. uh the the uh the screening of uh, taxi jafar panai's taxi oh yeah first yeah here that just oh the people went nuts so yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh panai of course uh Uh, popular filmmaker at mami so i think his films generally uh, i think we saw three faces also at mami yeah. if i'm not mistaken yeah uh, so uh, that that was great fun um yeah personally for me i just i uh, i also like neruda a lot i thought yeah. uh, when i saw that i just i i, I it's it was, it was just like such a clever film and uh, it's and the chance to see these in the hall really transform them like yeah, yeah. seeing these films uh, on the big screen and which is so difficult uh, during uh, thing yeah. on body and soul oh. that, that was yes that uh, first film of the festival for us i think of 2018 or 2019 really yeah it was oh. the first film we watched uh one of the festival i definitely remember the first films there was there was some very memorable first films so uh, one of mine was certain women that i remember right, yeah certain women you watched that i remember yeah uh, um yeah i mean i i think uh i also have to say that uh, i quite uh, enjoyed a bigger splash it was a fifth film <laughs> in juhu uh, that was great fun again i don't think we really knew what we were uh, yeah yeah uh, we didn't know much about uh, the director uh, aluka and uh, we just kind of vaguely saw ralph fines and and said yeah sure yeah that was a really fun film <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah but, and i think so much of it like so much of our experiences of these these uh, screenings and these films are down to our mental state by then then are down to physical state because i can tell you that if bigger splash was the first or second film of the day it would have been fairly forgettable for us but yeah. i think it was yeah. our fifth film and we were i remember we like quickly hustled for two coffees yeah. and settled down saying you know may as well watch this film uh, yeah. and i think because all of the exhaustion sort of really took us into this different realm while watching the film and it helped that it was a really slickly nicely made film so yeah, uh, yeah so though at some point you're just begging for a comedy you know because yeah, you, you can't like after th- three intense films you can't deal with like a, you just you want to cry it's it's so it's so <laughs> difficult after a point uh, but uh, yeah so like comedies are just helpful uh, after a while um yeah so, uh, did you um, 
this year do you have any uh, first of all like what do you think is going to be different from the previous editions obviously it's coming back obviously bkc is going to be a big uh, hub i think simply because it's got uh two separate venues versus the rest so andheri cannot be the kind of yeah. uh, you know center that it was uh and uh, so uh, do you think uh, do you think everyone's going to kind of descend on bkc and what effect is that going to have i mean that's the design this year uh, i think they want that and uh, bkc has like three or four and one is the massive screen um so that is the center whether we like it or not and andheri yeah, it has only one jew as one and you know obviously there's regal in town but i think a lot of the big screenings are also happening in bkc a lot of the main ones a lot of the uh, they have a press center there which is different uh, from last years uh, so it's very much like the international film Fe- festival circuit where a press center and they're inviting international press also which is a new thing um yeah like i think the challenge this year is go- obviously going to get like get used to a new center new geography a new sense of how to time our screenings um and to go from one place to another because now if you basically want to spend a day or if you want to watch a film in bkc you better have at least one more or two more films to back it up there you can't just go between juhu and bkc or uh, or town and uh, bkc uh, just to watch one one film each so you have to plan your days according to a particular area which is unlike last time because you could shuttle between andheri and juhu uh, yeah. or uh, if you're being really ambitious you could even just you know go to regal within an hour and watch the last film of the day which i think we did a couple of times over the years um yeah. so yeah it, it's it's going to be i don't know i haven't taken a good look at the schedule yet so i'm looking to you for uh at least for right now what sort of stands out in terms of what is showing this year but as far as the experience itself is concerned um you know i'm i'm still you know just my flight just landed this morning and i'm actually look very much i wish the film festival itself started today because i'm already a bit jet lagged may as well just extend it for another <laughs> week uh and uh, it would have been really nice to dive straight into this whirlwind of uh, of Uh, of stuff we wouldn't get to watch uh, on a regular basis it's also it also adds that you know scorsese's film sort of releasing almost as a prelude to the festival which sounds weirdly uh, uh fitting in a way so i think it'll prepare me uh, for the week that comes and it's also longer than most years right it's normally it was 6 or 7 days now it's 8 or 9 days um yeah. so that will give people a chance to basically there are two weekends now compared to one weekend earlier so that'll pe- give people a chance to catch a lot of the big films as leftovers on the second weekend uh, for those who do stay that long and uh, i think that's another thing they've taken from international festivals because i think the last two days is when people just those who couldn't watch the big ticket films uh, just end up end up watching them on the last two days because it's pretty much empty by then so so i'm i'm actually you know it it sounds fairly revamped compared to previous editions which is i don't know let's see how it goes but uh, but yeah like just a word of advice to everyone descending on bombay there's also a world cup match being played uh, on the first weekend india england so you might want to take into account the traffic situation in bombay or the hotel situation or the general density situation 
on Saturday and Sunday because Bombay is going to be jam-packed. It's a big game. It's India-England. So, uh, so the, and that's also the first weekend of, of the film festival. So, if you're planning to watch films at a particular venue, please stay at that venue if you can as much as possible. Um, I think we might plan it like that, uh, depending on where we are, um, where we have our duties to fulfill. Because I think then we are also involved in a couple of uh, Q and A sessions and like uh, uh, other things we are doing. So, so yeah, yeah. I feel like I've I've made a lot of uh, underestimations in my distance between like different sure, venues, sure. which I'm going to find out like live. So <laughs> this should be fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because everyone is telling me that the BKC traffic is really bad, but... Yeah, it I, is, because you can imagine that half of Bombay works in BKC. Uh, <laughs> half of the hotels and the visa centers and everything possible uh, exists in BKC. So, <sighs> I don't know myself, uh, I'm not, it's not like I've gone to BKC a lot in my life, and the few times I've gone is to the this Geo World Cinema Drive to watch a couple of films. I think Bedia had its press show there out of all the films. So uh, that wasn't a very nice experience for me, commuting-wise at least. So I let's see how it goes. And it, it's, it's going to be tricky for, at least for us, because we I don't think we're covering it like on a in a journalistic sense, but uh, we have other things to do. Plus, we want to watch films as, you know, a regular sort of audience. So... Uh, so uh, I just, I hope I'm not setting myself up for disappointment in terms of how much I end up watching compared to what I plan. Because I'm planning to borrow a little from your schedule or Polymy's schedule or Ishita's schedule, uh, which is because I am packed with reviews for the next few days, which also is a good segue into what uh, titles you would recommend this year. So, I mean, they're the biggies, which are, you know, you got your Corrida and Hong Sang Soo. Got an Aki Korismaki, which I feel obliged uh, to go and uh, see because I, I went and drank at his bar in Helsinki. Uh, so, very so, great things, must say. Yeah. It's uh, smooth, right? Like that was, yeah, very smooth. That's a segue. If, uh, we, we'll, I, we should end this, uh, this talk by you telling them what you did. Uh, in oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the new Charisma key, um, Foreign Leaves, uh, we'll definitely try to see that. Definitely want to see the new uh, Christian Pets Sold. I'm a big fan. Um, haven't seen that. Um, there are a bunch of others. Uh, the new Hamaguchi uh, looks really interesting. And since Mami was out, for the pandemic for a few years, we missed uh, two Hamaguchi films that could have been uh, screened, Drive My Car and the, uh, the uh, anthology film of his. And uh, those were both excellent. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping the new one's really good and I'm going to try and catch that. Uh, a, a recommendation for people maybe that they may not have, uh, uh, there's this uh, film called The Battle which is uh, really interesting uh, in the world cinema section. Uh, if people can uh, maybe pencil that in or just have a look at it and see whether it, um, you know, it sounds like something that they're interested in, then uh, they should have a look. It's like a really interesting film. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, anything that you've managed to, I know you haven't had much time since you've been like gallivanting across <laughs> Europe. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, as far as these titles are concerned, the big ones, I'm I really hope I get to at least watch seventy five percent of them, uh, because I know for a fact that you know I won't have time rest of the year. So um, duly noted. But in terms of so. Mami is also doing something interesting this year that they are replaying films from the last two editions that didn't happen or right. that happened very briefly uh, digitally. Uh, Indian. The, Indian, the Indian films, the India Gold and India Story films that were selected but didn't play because there are no in-person events. Uh, they are getting direct uh, entry into this uh, year's festival irrespective of whether they are available on streaming or not or whether they've completed their festival run or irrespective of the rules. So... Uh, and I uh, like for at least two of the years, uh, those years I was on the India programming, at least for the Indian films. And uh, my favorite of them that's going to be playing this year uh, for those people who are looking to wa- watch a particular Indian film or uh, a standout Indian film is is Duk Duk. Uh, oh, great. I have that penciled in. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite. Ritwik Parikh is the director. Uh, it came out of nowhere for me when I was programming. So, and I was really looking forward to watching it on the big screen. I'm very glad that it's programmed in at least for a big screen experience because it is very much that. And it's one of the most unusual and sort of left of field Indian films I've seen in recent memory. Uh, and that's all I can, you know, I'm not going to say anything else about it. But for those who are watching, uh, looking for a particular Indian film, do uh, consider Ritwik Parikh's film. I will definitely try to watch that. And uh, yeah, that, that's in in terms of like the past uh, selections, I think it's only that. And I think Duin also uh, is playing. It's a very shortish film. Uh, it's 50 or 55 minutes. Um, and uh, I think that's also playing on the big screen um, this year. A so A Night of Knowing Nothing is also there in case people could not yeah. catch it. Uh, so that's a great film in case you'd like to g- really great personal documentary uh, Anand Patwardhan uh, his new film uh, also a personal documentary it's called mm. uh, The World is Family I think yeah, yeah. Uh, is also playing that's a new film mm. and uh, that that would be great to catch I think I'm hoping that I managed to find time for that but uh, you should definitely See if you can make time and uh, the uh, the film on Ravish uh, yeah, while we watched is also uh, playing and that's that's pretty cool. So you mm. should see if you could make time for that. Uh, Indian documentary uh, yeah. is yeah, genuinely having a moment in these last few years. So here's a good chance to catch uh, catch these on the big screen. Yeah, like I think. Uh, Paulum has written a good piece about Indian nonfiction in the last few years. So for those looking for recommendations, go through that piece uh, and also look at the schedule. And always, I think almost always, if you have a choice between fiction and nonfiction, I always go for nonfiction these days, at least. Earlier, it used to be different because I know the fiction will drop eventually somewhere. Uh, whether it's Indian or you know foreign, it doesn't matter. I think they mostly yeah. tend to uh, uh, surface somewhere. But nonfiction, I have no idea when I'll watch it again. So, and some of my better experiences also at festivals have been nonfiction uh, films. So, uh, so yeah, if you do see documentaries, uh, you know, go for it. Especially if the one-liner sort of sounds interesting. I think one of the great pleasures of Mami and in general film festivals also is uh are the films that uh you just chance upon 
the, whether you've not heard of them, whether you've heard of them, whether you're just trying to fill in the schedule or trying to buy time between two big screenings, some of your most surprising discoveries will be then. And I think you tend to remember the festival for those, like Threshold was for me, or like, uh, you know, like I, I know a lot of people over the years who've had such similar experiences where they've just sort of bumped into one of the most surprising sort of unpleasurable sort of experiences uh, at the festival. And these are mostly titles that nobody have talked about beforehand or don't appear in a lot of lists beforehand. Uh, so, you know, having an open mind always helps. Uh, the synopsis, of course, go for it if you're that kind of person. But sometimes it helps to go in blind, um, you know, especially if it's something that, you know, if, if it's from a certain film culture, say if it's an Iranian film or if it's a Korean film or something. So it's always helpful if you have your biases and you uh, also um, have an open mind, you, you'd you be surprised as to how much you might be able to discover, especially when you're not looking to watch the big titles. Yeah, it's useful to go with your gut. Um, yeah. it's uh, it, it can lead you to some very um, excellent discoveries and, um, mm. and sometimes it's just you know, you make a calculation that, you know, you will end up seeing so-and-so film at some point. And yeah. so you might just want to do the ones that you know that you will not see after the festival. So, yeah, it's, uh, mm. lots of lots of fun <laughs> making these schedules. Uh, I wish there was more time this week. I'm kind of busy. I know Rahul is super busy yeah. uh, the next few days, but uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's at least there's something to look forward to at the end of the week. Uh, normally, I'm sort of just looking forward to a drink on Saturday uh, or a match on Saturday or something. But it's nice that there's going to be like seven or eight days of uh, more than, you know, as much as watching the films, even meeting a lot of people I haven't met, you know, because of the pandemic for so long. All our film community people, all our people from Twitter, all, uh, you know, shout out to people like Bhaskar and all, whose faces I really look forward to seeing uh, during uh, festivals uh, and especially uh, because we saw quite a few of them in Kerala last year and uh, it, it just reminded me of what we were missing in Mumbai for so long and and you know I have not been to Dharamshala's festival I have not been to Ifi in Goa so it's not like I've attended a lot of film festivals in India so I have very limited experience to sort of uh, go by but Mami has been, you know, my go-to for so long, especially because I've lived in the city for a while. Uh, so if any of you are attending this year's festival, uh, feel free to come to, you know, me or Uday if you see us and come say hi. Let's discuss uh, what to watch, what not to watch, because I am very weak in that sense. If you tell me that you watch something great uh, that I wasn't planning to watch, I'll pencil it <laughs> next day itself. I did that with uh, After Sun in Kerala. And I did that with Close in Kerala after they really spoke very highly of uh, both these films. So, um, so yeah, the, you know, come up, uh, let's let's talk about movies. It's been a while. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, there anything else? Uh, no, you want to close with your island escapades? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, but while we are on the topic of Uday uh, drinking in Helsinki, in uh, uh, doing the most Uday thing possible, I... Uh, spent the last few weeks in Italy and Greece. It was mostly a vacation, but uh, uh, as it turned out, it also tend to it tends to. I always combine it with hopefully finding movie locations. Like in January, when I had gone to attend the Tromso Film Festival in Norway, 
uh, when I spent a few days in Oslo, I made sure to find most of the primary spots of worst person in the world and went to all of them and took photos there. And it's just one of the kicks I get while traveling. It, it really completes my experience because I can not only be a tourist. I'm, I mean, films sort of define my life also. So I, I love finding obscure locations from films. So this time what uh, we did is uh, <clears throat> we went to this island called Spetses, um, which is better known as the island where Lost Otter was shot during the pandemic. Uh, so and it was also at the end of tourist season so it was pretty quiet so it was very much simulating the uh, the tone of what was happening during lost daughter it was fairly empty at that time they were living in a bubble shooting on the island so we found a lot of the locations uh, we were looking for where olivia colman's character stayed where she drank where uh, except the beach i think we pretty much uh, found all the locations it it really gave me a high because uh, it, it was amazing uh, because you tend to envision the film being shot at the same time and all these great artists being there then. Uh, and you'll be amazed at to how sort of ordinary it looks without all the hua around it, without all the sort of, uh, without the legacy around it. So it's really nice to see because it gives you an idea of how films dress up locations and how films tend to shoot uh, particular islands and particular uh, geographies. And I got a very good idea of how they shot that island because it looks very different from what it did on screen in The Lost Daughter. And it was, it helped that it was a great film as well. So, um, so I, I definitely, it was one of my highlights of my trip. And these things I tend to do quite often when I travel. So I'm sure next time when I come back from some travels, I'll be posting about some uh, uh, another films whose locations I sort of uh, really went stalking for. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, that's uh, about it, I guess. Uh, for Again, you know, just a message to all of you. Those who are attending Mami, uh, great. Have a great time. Uh, you know, write into us if you want. Uh, do send in your recommendations. Do come up to us, say hi. And uh, yeah, let's uh, meet as many people as possible. Talk to as many people as possible. Just like sort of soak in the experience because it's been four long years. And we all are looking forward to it. So we hope to see you there, irrespective of the schedule, irrespective of uh, the films playing. Uh, we hope to see all of uh, each other there as well. So uh, see you after Mami, hopefully. Uh, till then, of course, enjoy the experience. And those of you not attending Mami, do consider attending it from next year onward. It's, it's quite something. And I'm not even saying that because I'm in Mumbai or involved in any way in Mami. It's just, it's just, as a film lover, it's one of the best experiences you can have in India. Uh, so thanks, Uday, for joining me and we'll be back soon. Uh, till then, you know, stay safe and have a good time.